As the world heads into uncharted territory, business leaders are seeking perspectives. The What Now, What Next podcast series features KPMG advisors addressing the issues that are of most concern now and in the near future. Today, I'd like to introduce Preeti Bengali and Brian Yeager, who will spend some time talking with us about the implications of COVID-19 on cash management. Preeti and Brian, as we begin, would you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. I'm Preeti Bengali. I'm a director in our financial information practice here at KPMG. I've been working with cash and accounts payable and working with my clients on transformation programs for over eight years. And I'm very, very excited to be here talking to all of you about what we're seeing in the market right now with cash management as it relates to the COVID situation. This is Brian Yeager. I'm a managing director in our finance transformation practice with KPMG. And I have over 20 plus years helping companies execute and improve their finance and accounting functions with a focus on improving decision support and overall enterprise performance management. And looking forward to great dialogue today on the importance of cash management in the environment we're experiencing today. Well, thank you both for being with us. Because of the economic challenges created by COVID-19, optimal management of cash is a critical issue for businesses. But the good news is that CFOs have multiple levers for freeing up cash when they act both quickly and proactively. So as we begin, Preeti, can you tell me what you're seeing in the market today? In particular, what is driving the need for cash management amid COVID-19? That's a great question. What we're seeing in the market right now is a little bit of twofold, and part of that is also dependent on everyone's ability to react. Since I think we can all safely say no one quite predicted COVID-19 as a situation to come up, it's definitely presented its own challenges, and especially when it relates to cash management, understanding what are the true day-to-day activities that do require cash, and if a company has been efficient with their cash in the past, how can they better leverage or use their cash reserves and without depleting it significantly, but also be a little bit strategic and take advantage of the COVID-19 situation to be able to further their cause and also actually enhance their business. On those lines, in terms of how companies are dealing with day-to-day activities that require cash, I think first and foremost, this is such a unique situation because at the end of the day, this is all about people and there is a health component to this. So we're seeing a lot of companies really want to focus on taking care of their employees to extend to that also, making sure that they're paying their vendors on time. They're thinking about how to enhance those business relationships and partnerships as well, understanding the ability to acquire inventory because, again, there are definitely logistical challenges that we're seeing in the market. In addition to that, other day-to-day activities that require cash are really some of the capital expenditures that were already planned and seeing a determination on how much further they need to go in their CapEx planning to end on that regard. Still focusing on paying off debts. That's the primary. That principle hasn't changed quite a bit. Going back to taking care of their teams and their employees and Payroll is a big component, even for small and medium businesses with the government um, stimulus package. I think that's becoming even more critical. So that's actually been a way for them to leverage their cash as well. And last but not least is they need to determine what's the best way for them to operate their facilities because with social distancing and shelter in place, of course, there's an impact to the facilities. However, there might be areas where parts of facilities or there might be parts of operations that they still need to continue to maintain, but maybe in a truncated format. There are a lot of conversations and topics to discuss and think about when it comes to -to day-to-day cash activities. 
talking a little bit about how to efficiently manage your cash reserves and what you can and cannot do without further depleting them. Given this unique scenario, there are definitely, I think, thinking out of the box and creativity is, is one area where we're seeing companies think about if there's an ability to invest in either another company or another opportunity, or if it's something that's deemed lower risk, but high quick win, quick return. Absolutely. I mean, if you're effective with your cash management, it's definitely an avenue of opportunity to consider. In addition to that, again, with the slowdown happening and if shelter in place and everybody moving to virtual remote working environments, I think it's brought to light a lot more focus on making sure that you have the right technology to be able to support your workers and your teams and your employees to be able to do their jobs. Again, we're seeing a lot of movement around upgrading infrastructure to during the slowdown for everyone to be able to actually do their jobs. So a lot of infrastructure upgrades, even if it's something as simple as team messaging and internal instant messaging to actually like broader investment in, hey, we've always wanted to upgrade our environment to a cloud application. So probably now is a good time to do that. It's really a broad spectrum of infrastructure upgrades, but we're seeing that quite a bit with excess cash reserves and we've been mindful about that. It might be an opportunity to actually reduce your financial leverage. Part of taking care of your employees is also making sure you can increase employee confidence and shareholder confidence as well. We're seeing a lot of movement uh, with this, I would like to say, but again, a lot more mindfulness as well. Thank you for that, Preeti. Brian, I have a follow-up question I'd like to direct to you, and that is shelter-in-place orders and social distancing aside, how is the current situation different than the 2008 recession? I would say as far as what's different when we compare 2008 to 2020, I think one of the biggest things that comes to mind in helping our clients is the liquidity situation and the liquidity in the credit and capital markets. When we look at 2008 and you look at some of the factors that drove the recession in 2008, a lot of the root causes stemmed back to basically complicated and risky mortgage investments and things like credit default swaps. And that created seize up or a seizing of our liquidity in our capital and credit markets. And it caught many of our regulators and some of our government agencies a little bit unprepared. When we compare that to what's happening today, our government agencies and regulators, at least in terms of liquidity, have been much more proactive, they've been much more responsive and much more decisive in their actions. If you think back to probably a couple months ago, six or eight weeks ago, when the Fed dropped the interest rates to zero almost immediately and infused a lot of liquidity through quantitative easing into our financial system. So that was something that took a while to happen in 2008. Again, the Fed and some of our other agencies were much more proactive to make sure the liquidity was in our credit and capital markets. So that's probably one of the biggest differences. The other big difference is when you look at 2008 versus 2020, 2008 was more of a financial-driven recession, again, that stemmed back to some of those risky and complicated mortgage-backed securities. And we look at what the root cause of the recession that we're currently experiencing now, it's more health-related. So there's definitely a big difference there. How we're responding to that is obviously going to be somewhat different when you compare 2008 to 2020. Preeti, when we talk about challenges, the other side of the coin is to talk about the opportunities. So are you seeing opportunities amidst all of the confusion that you are seeing clients and teams leverage during this time? 
Actually, before I answer that, I want to say one of the main differences I came to add on to what Brian said was, I think in 2008, the economic crisis cascaded globally. There was definitely a domino effect throughout the rest of the world versus today with COVID. It's almost hitting all of us at once. Of course, there are some countries where it hits sooner, but on a global scale, I think we saw a pretty quick turnaround to the shelter in place and shutdown of really what was called quote unquote non-essential businesses. And that definitely led to a very unique situation because we all need to remember at the end of the day, now, we're all going through this together, right? There's a lot of empathy that needs to be involved in not just the business side, but we need to all focus on the human side of it because of the health factor. So I want to definitely remind everyone of that. But what it's actually done is it's created a lot more opportunity in the sense that we're actually seeing a lot more creativity and a higher degree of license to operate with some companies. And part of that opportunity is really understanding what's the best way to manage our team, our company, or our organization beyond that through short-term and long-term impact. Some of the shelter-in-place, the remote workforce establishment, and a lot of my clients, especially in certain specific sectors, weren't normally used to actually even having laptops for that matter. And now they've all moved from having a regular desktop and a landline to everybody has laptops. Companies are doing much more about making sure that everyone has cell phone coverage and whatnot so we can stay connected. We're all definitely, I would argue, even more connected than we used to be when we used to meet each other in person and we used to take that for granted. A couple of other things on the opportunity side, there's definitely a huge opportunity to leverage some of the detailed transactional information that's at your disposal. We're in 2020 and data is king. This is a great time to actually take a look at what you have internally available to you to actually make some more informed decisions and maybe take another look at what your data is telling you and and gather other insights that's probably going to help you better prepare for short-term and long-term we're all connecting quickly and digitally. I think I mentioned that earlier. There's an uptick in what we're seeing in terms of IT infrastructure and moving more to cloud applications on the IT side and technical side of this. We're seeing a lot more advanced analytics. In 2008, admittedly, we didn't have that many AI machines going around. But today, in 2020, a lot of companies are already in various stages of automation. And that could be anything such as using bots to do your day-to-day job and the busy work to free up time of your employees to actually help with scenario planning and forecasting and making sure you're making the right decisions. Definitely created some unique opportunities for companies to actually see. Excellent. That creativity amid crisis is so important. Sticking with you for a moment, Preeti, let's now turn to people. I'd like for you to walk us through how people and stakeholders are responding. I would imagine that a big part of the response concerns how companies are assessing and addressing their cash management needs. Can you speak to that for our listeners? Absolutely. I'm seeing an increased focus on gaining visibility both into the critical cash areas as well as where are the opportunities to act. Part of this is taking a deeper look at what are your fixed costs and what are your variable costs and what's the most efficient way to convert some of your fixed costs quickly into a variable cost and manage your cash accordingly. On those lines, I think there are four key tenants over here that we're seeing a lot in the market, especially when it comes to cash. We're seeing increased analysis to determine the level of liquidity and crisis cash needed, 
I think there's a higher need for some tactical working capital action as it relates to understanding the relationship between your AR, your AP, and your inventory. All of that is going to quickly optimize your cash flow. The second pillar over here was on the cost side of it. So really focusing on categorization and triage of your discretionary expenses for cost control and delaying actions. We're seeing companies trying to leverage revenue forecasting scenarios, but actually be a little bit more creative about what their forecasting scenarios are. Pre-COVID, if they were maybe 10 to 15 scenarios, now I think there's an enhanced need for maybe potentially double the number of scenarios because the situation is so fluid and it's changing day to day. The other thing that's actually brought to light is really making sure that there is an enhanced capability within companies to support the level of activity and be agile and be able to actually adapt quickly. And even if you fail, fail fast and come back up and manage your costs appropriately. The third C I'm seeing over here, and I think is brought to light as well, is really thinking about your capital, reviewing your CapEx plan to test for alignment, some medium and long-term scenarios. Again, scenario planning, regardless of area of business, is becoming more and more crucial. I'm seeing companies actually focus more on identifying their CapEx reduction opportunities. So it could be putting the project on hold or maybe changing the sequencing as long as it's not detrimental to the progress, but trying to be mindful about that. And then based on that, actually coming up with a revised demand forecast for your supply chain teams to be able to procure and manage your inventory better as well. Last but not least, the people angle, which is admittedly one of the more personal sides of this, is really how are you working with your customers? Part of that is understanding demand patterns. We're seeing a lot of retail and brick-and-mortar companies actually move and adapt quickly to enhance their online models and understanding really, okay, whatever version of normal after COVID we all adhere to, what is that going to do for our customers? So it's become more crucial than ever to stay in touch with your customers, making sure that even though the ability to buy might have reduced, doesn't have to mean that your customer loyalty has decreased. So just being a little bit more mindful about that and, and understanding what are the different revenue analytics you can use for creative go-to-market opportunities and challenges. Those are the four key areas I would break down how we're seeing companies assess and address their cash management needs. Preeti, I think you brought up a great point there on the people side and personal aspect of what we're all going through together and getting reconnected with your customers. One other item I just wanted to point out related to people is one of the things we're seeing in a lot of our clients is an increased level of collaboration as a result of the business response to this. And we have organizationally as firms and businesses across our country and across the globe, quite honestly, We've had to find more creative ways to collaborate, and this has been validated by a recent study by KPMG that was just put out earlier in April entitled COVID-19 and the American Worker. One of the findings from that indicated that 70% of employees in a survey we did with some of our clients indicated a greater level of collaboration during this COVID-19 situation versus before the COVID-19 situations. There's no doubt we have a lot of challenges, both from a business and personal standpoint as a result of this, but there definitely are some positives, and I just wanted to highlight from that people aspect, one of them is increased collaboration. I like that, Brian. I'm curious if I could follow up with you. I would imagine that an organization's particular situation would perhaps alter their approach to better cash management. Is that something you could speak to? 
there's a number of situational factors that our clients and firms will impact and influence how they respond to their cash management needs and challenges as we go through this. I categorize them into three buckets, and the first being industry and the industry that your business sits in. I think we can all agree that the impacts of COVID-19 vary greatly across different industries. When you compare consumer staples or pharmaceuticals versus oil and gas or travel and leisure, the impacts of those industries vary greatly. So one of the first things you need to consider as you assess your cash management needs in this environment is what's going on in your industry? That can mean what type of stimulus might you be eligible for as our governments look for ways to help keep the economy going and help keep our businesses going. So that's something that you're going to want to factor into your approach to cash management. The second category, I would say, would be your pre-COVID-19 financial health. How were you doing before we went into this? What was your debt load like? What was your profitability like? What was your financial health like? Were you in the middle of an active M&A cycle? Were you in the middle of integrating a large game changer type acquisition or were you contemplating perhaps divesting and spinning off some underperforming businesses? So you have to assess where you were going into this. And obviously, if you had some challenges or you were a little bit out on the edge financially from a financial health standpoint going into this, most likely COVID-19 situation has probably only made things worse. So that's more likely going to require some more decisive action from you as you think about ways to respond to your cash management needs. And then the last piece is a little bit beyond all of our control from a business standpoint, I would say. How fast will this resolve itself? How fast will we see a vaccine? And we all see the news and we hear 12 to 18 months, but nobody really knows. If there's one thing many of us could agree on is we're still getting data on this. And while we have experts that are working very hard trying to get their arms around when and how this will resolve itself, I think we can see over the past couple of weeks that we're still gathering data on that. So you have to factor in all those things. And to get back to Preeti's point earlier, since we don't have a crystal ball, and we don't know exactly when and how this situation will resolve itself, one of the things we're working with our clients on is making sure they have a robust scenario planning capability and that they're able to instill some agility in their planning and forecasting processes because companies are going to need to react quick to new pieces of information coming out of this COVID-19 situation. And you need to be able to factor those pieces of information into your scenario planning and modeling and determine the impacts to your business. So those are the three areas that we're advising our clients on considering as they think about their approach to cash management. It's industry, it's your pre-pandemic health, and it's your anticipated speed to which this COVID-19 situation will resolve itself. That is fantastic insight. Brian, we like to ask our guests about the outcomes they're seeing during this time, especially as it relates to technology. And we heard Preeti mention earlier about how data is the true MVP and how you've got to make sure that it's working for you. What other technologies, including those that organizations might already own, can help during this time? One of the areas that we are helping a lot of our clients with cloud-based EPM or enterprise performance management tools. A lot of organizations own these cloud-based EPN tools and are using them today for reporting and analytics and financial consolidations. Given some of the demands that companies are experiencing in terms of visibility into their cash and cash flow and cash management needs, these tools are very conducive to spinning up new applications and new cubes. So you can do it relatively quickly because they're cloud-based. They're usually owned by finance and not really owned by IT and they're much more nimble 
and much more agile than some of the on-premises tools in the past. So we're helping clients spin up new reporting cubes and spin up new reporting applications that are focused on data to manage cash flow and to get better visibility into your sources and uses of cash. So that's one of the areas that we see great promise in and we've seen great results as we're helping clients through this. The other piece from a technology standpoint that I wanted to just mention quickly was the use of Excel. In KPMG, like a lot of other advisors, you were proponents of leading practices when it comes to reporting and analytics, and that usually involves leveraging purpose-built platforms like I just mentioned. However, many of our clients, and could include those of you who are listening, are in very challenging situation right now from a cash flow and cash management standpoint. And we don't want perfection to get in the way of effectiveness. In these circumstances, in this situation, there's nothing wrong with leveraging Excel where you could quickly spin up a cash flow model or a cash flow sources and uses analysis template that can be populated by many businesses within your organization to get a better handle on cash. It's not something you're going to use forever, but we all know that Excel, one of the benefits is you're able to do things very quickly. So Excel might have a role in helping companies get a better focus on their sources and uses of cash in this situation. And that's a great point, Brian. I think to build on that, just a couple of other angles. We're also seeing a lot of movement around supply chain optimization and how you can leverage any existing analytic platforms really to make sure that you're digging deeper on your supply chain side. And we see often in what with most of our clients that they're not always on a homogenous platform. You're dealing with multiple different systems and it's a complex integration. However, if you have the ability, if you actually have an analytic engine available to you, this is a great opportunity to find a way to get that integration up and running so you can actually look at real-time data and make more informed decisions on the supply chain side. And that's going to eventually go into everything you're going to be doing on the finance side, as Brian just mentioned. So I want to definitely throw that in there as well. Well, as we've come to the end of our time together today, one of my favorite questions we asked on this series of COVID podcasts is whether you have tips for our listeners. In light of our discussion, can you share how organizations can instill a cash management focus now that will carry them into the future? Probably the most important tip that I would offer up is for those of the audience that are from the accounting and finance part of their organizations, is the importance of educating not only your accounting and finance teams on cash flow, cash management, sources and uses concepts, but also educating, more importantly, your non-finance team members, your team members in marketing or sales or operations, educating them on the importance of cash management and cash flow. What I mean by that specifically is many of those non-finance team members may not understand how their business decisions impact the balance sheet, impact assets, and impact liabilities. And I think that's an opportunity for many of us in the accounting and finance function to help partner and work with our non-finance colleagues and educate them on how their decisions are impacting the assets and liabilities, big sections of the balance sheet, which ultimately play a role in cash flow and cash management. So that's something that I think that a lot of organizations will need to ramp up on if they want to navigate through these challenging times is making sure that they educate their non-finance personnel on how their decisions are impacting the balance sheet and ultimately cash flow. Before going into this COVID-19 situation, many organizations have been P&L focused and margin focused, and we're going to need to shift to a balance sheet and cash flow focus 
many companies are in order to get through this. So that's probably the biggest tip I would offer up. That's great, Brian. And to bookend this discussion, I'd like to also think through the people aspect. Think beyond your four walls. Look at your business partner relationships. Look at your competitors. And there could be opportunities where you could consider some short-term partnerships to be able to effectively manage your cash as well. Could be mutually beneficial. Some of these could be simple as considering some non-traditional revenue streams or even alternative supply chain financing options. Again, all of this is to make sure that you can keep your lights on and you're being more strategic about your cash management and leveraging all the insights you're getting from the operational side to move toward whatever version of normal we get to after COVID-19. You are in a cash-positive scenario as best as you possibly can do, of course, understanding the challenges with industries and different sectors, all of that withstanding. I think ultimately we all want all of you and we ourselves want to be out of this situation in, in a more positive light. So definitely about that as well. Preeti and Brian, it has been wonderful speaking with you today. Thank you for sharing such fantastic insights into how smart and decisive actions by finance teams can help conquer cash management challenges during COVID-19. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. We'll look forward to bringing you other insights from our KPMG advisors in the next edition of What Now, What Next. In the meantime, you can check out the other podcasts in our series at visit.kpmg.us slash COVID-19. Thank you.